Wish on the Sun. Hey everyone, it's David Dillon here from Wish on the Sun with another week of gaming news to talk about. And of course, this week has been a big week, um, much like we said it would be last time around. And I think we're going to spend probably a lot of time talking about our impressions of the PS5. Is that is that fair to say, Dylan? Or is there some big news as well to talk about? Oh, there's a, only a little bit of news to be honest. Not too much, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think the main the main re- main piece is really just uh, a few days with the PS5, I guess. There's a lot of meat there, though. There's a fair bit of meat. Fair bit of meat. Uh, before we dive <laughs> into that, we may as well uh, get uh, the news out of the way before we dive in. Sure. So, firstly, we've got uh, so Microsoft have uh, announced that there will be a Halo Infinite high-level update on the game coming pretty soon. Oh, okay. This is the one that was obviously heavily panned not so long ago. Yeah, so uh, high-level update, I guess, seems more like a uh, just like an update of what they've been doing, what they've what they've done, rather than an in-depth look. Probably uh, we took it back to the drawing board and did this more of yeah, an official statement. I, I think so. it's going to be like, don't lose confidence in us, basically that sort of statement. Here's all the things we're changing. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm, okay. The uh, the thirteen remake has received a fair bit of backlash due to its art style and playability. And, you know, everyone was screaming for that 13 remake. Uh, so wait a minute. Is it actually out? Uh, yes, it is. Interesting for its so, art style because it was very cel shaded the first one. And yeah, now, now they're basically, it just looks like it's uh, from Fortnite. <laughs> oh, ouch. Okay. Yeah, that's not, oh yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Ah, oh, interesting. Very interesting. That... To be honest, because what I remembered with um, 13 was that the game actually wasn't that unique except for its visual style, even Pretty when it much. came out. Like it was... It taken the one thing that was sort of unique about it. Yeah, it had its graphical style about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's sort of lost that with... Gone for something much more generic. That's exactly right. Disappointing, so, okay. I mean, I don't know really who was screaming for a remake of that game anyway, but anyway... Yeah, that's a fair point. It's one of those ones that kind of mystifies you. Exactly. And moving on, Neo Collection has been announced, the remaster of the first two coming to the PS5 and PC. There's only two of them, right? I think there was. That's correct. Okay. Well, I mean, we never really got into Neo. Um, But it obviously has its fan base, or else they probably wouldn't be doing this. Although, again, with 13, it's hard to say. But... um, (laughs) You know, we we liked we obviously liked the Dark Souls games. Neo was a bit of a spin-off from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if nothing else, it makes sense. We're probably going to start seeing a lot more of this. Those rushed through. So I don't want to say rushed, but suddenly those all those remasters and remakes coming out for the um, the next gen consoles. While the the you know list of games is relatively small, they're going to try and get in there as fast as they can. Yeah, if it's anything, you know, like the last generation, it really was the first few years of remakes. Yeah, I expect a solid twelve months where where really new things might be um, a bit bit thin on the ground. Yeah, That's remakes, remasters, upreses, all that uh, sort of jargon. As we're, I mean, we've already started to see a little bit, but still. Yeah, there, there is already a batch of them. That's true. Yep. All right. Now, about a month ago, Capcom was breached, and a lot of their data was st- like stolen. One of their servers of a terabyte of data was apparently stolen. And uh, some of the uh, data has actually started uh, leaking out today. So again, these are rumors, but we do like good rumors. Interesting. So what are the implications of this, if it's true? 
Uh, so know, they had a lot of <laughs> promotional material, had release dates around things, had some uh, details around things that weren't really widely known yet. So one of the first mm. things on there is uh, apparently a listing for Resident Evil 4 VR was listed. That's interesting. I don't even know how that would work because it's not a first-person game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, apparently, so there was a, obviously there was a lot of uh, details around uh, Resident Evil 8 or Village, as it's known, Resident Evil Village. Apparently a late April release date for Resident Evil Village. Okay, it'd be big if it's true. There was a mentioning of uh, the Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles, so people may be thinking that might be the uh, next... Uh, remake one that they do so that whole how they're going through and doing Resident Evil 1, 2, they've just done uh, th uh, 3 they think that Umbrella Chronicles could be the next one. I'm thinking of the wrong game obviously. I was thinking of that multiplayer shooter that they made and it was meant to be god awful but I can't remember what it was called Yeah, I'm not obviously sure. not Umbrella Chronicles No, I don't really <laughs> you remember, remember what I'm talking about right? It's like a shoddy uh, take on Left 4 Dead yeah, I don't know, because the Resident Evil, the Umbrella Chronicles was like that on-rail shooter for uh, Wii. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely not that. But apparently um, got very good reviews, so. I feel like I actually played it, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> A long time ago, I'm pretty sure I played it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was well made. Next was uh, the Ace Attorney Collection coming for Switch and PS4, apparently. Could be big as well. There's a listing for Monster Hunter Rise on the PC. That one, I'm not sure how much I believe it. Yeah, so we shall see. Big question mark on that, yeah. And obviously, there's a lot of uh, screenshots and information around Monster Hunter Stories 2. Yes, okay. So, they're the main ones, really. Mm, okay. Pretty big leak. Again, take it with a grain of salt, and we'll see what emerges. Yeah, I mean, there's also uh, some... I think it was the original CD or whatever for the original Devil May Cry 2 creation was uh, on there with all the source code and everything like that was apparently taken, but uh, oh, it's well. all old names. It's all old stuff. It's not uh, new. True, so, but still a leak, yeah. That's right. And really, that, to be honest, that's all I really picked up on the news over the last week. Nothing too big besides uh, game yeah. reviews and things like that. So uh, I thought one of the things firstly we'd touch on is obviously the launch lineup and launch games are all out now for both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. And mm -hmm. I thought it'd be a bit of an interesting take to have a look down their uh, current Metacritic ratings for the games that are released at the moment. Okay. So firstly, if we go down, the, the top two... So for the top mm -hmm. two of the Xbox Series X, you have Tetris Effect Connected at 88 and Assassin's yep. Creed Valhalla at 85. Okay. You then have Yakuza Like a Dragon, number three. What's uh, that sitting on? That is on 85. Oh, okay. All right. Observer System Redo is currently sitting at 84. So obviously it's the uh, bit expanded version of the game Observer, which yes. is actually meant to be quite good. Dirt it 5, is meant to be quite good. Sitting at 83, then you start getting to Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Cold War at 80, NBA 2K, no, 79, Gears Tactics 79, The Falconeer at 65, and Bright Memory at 54. Not such a bright memory. Not but I mean, at the top end, you've got some decent games for sure. It's that's correct. Now, topping obviously topping the charts on, on PS5, number one is Demon Souls at 92. Very high. 
Number two is Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition at 88. Not too surprising, given that the game itself was very highly reviewed, and apparently this is just adding some it's new stuff. It's been a very solid, re- yeah, solid remaster from what I heard. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales at 85. Astro's Playroom sitting at 83. Mm-hmm. The Pathless sitting at 82. Call of Duty Black Ops again at 80. Sackboy Big Adventure at 78. Bug Snacks at 74. And Godfall at 63. Okay. So, I mean, very early stages, but... Um, very early, but, you know, if you were going day one, obviously, which had the more successful launch lineup, you obviously... I don't think it was really in question that uh, Sony was going to have the better no. launch lineup with the fact that they actually had some new games ready to go or some remakes and things, whereas the... Yeah, and I mean, Demon's Souls is a, such a major... Um, that's a major release. I know it's a remake, but it's, it's a total transformation in some ways. So I know that uh, before we dive into obviously our impressions so far, but I know that uh, so your knowledge of Demon Souls, pretty pretty thin on the ground. If you would would you say that was accurate? Would you say my knowledge was thin on the ground of Demon Souls? That's correct. Oh, absolutely accurate. I've never played it. So what do you think the uh, average playthrough of Demon Souls is for your first time run through? Length of time? Yeah, so length of time to complete. Okay, first time around, I mean, you're getting lost. We all know that the speed run's ridiculous compared to a normal yeah, we don't playthrough. Count no. I mean, I would have guessed probably somewhere, because I've heard there's a bit of time getting lost, maybe 25 hours, 30 hours tops. Somewhere, maybe 35. <laughs> I'm going to keep sneaking up. Somewhere around there. Well, you shouldn't be sneaking that direction. That's all I'll tell you. It's not a very long Oh, it's game. a lot shorter. Interesting. So the average first playthrough for people is around 16 hours. Wow. That's that's much... Like, I, I remember Dark Souls. I spent ages my first time. Well, when you think there's not that many levels, and some of them are actually quite short. So this is what I didn't know. So um, you've, you've got your... Uh, I think it's five archstones. Some of them have got, like, four levels. Some that only have three. Um, some that are actually okay. quite short. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, most people say, and through the look that if you've actually gone through and played the game before and, you know, you sort of know the layout, you'll probably finish it in about eight or nine hours. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy for a first time playthrough, you know, of a, of a new one. Um, yeah. Interesting. So it's definitely the shortest of them all. And I have heard it's the easiest, um, I think Obviously, definitely I in regards to the boss fights and things like that. I yes. think so. Like yes. there's only like there's generally if you mention boss difficulty or the bosses in Demon Souls, there's really only one boss that people even mention. Whereas, yes. you know, any other Dark Souls games, there's a, there's there's a quite a few bosses that are quite tricky. I mean, what seems to have happened is that they made the game a little bit more um clear in terms of its different sort of mechanics. Yeah, I think they got they rid of some the of the juice of shoot some mechanics and double down on what people like the idea of, which is obviously, yeah. uh, well, obviously they, they scrapped the sort of level design idea, whereas they would sort of go back to that towards the end uh, with the less sort of connected world. And a little I'm, bit, yeah. I think, I think most clearly, even though it was sort of connected, I think Bloodborne probably most resembles the scenario of going to, you know, each gravestone clicking on the gravestone teleport into that sort of area um not True. quite to the level of demon souls but i think uh the no. the, the later 
uh, Dark Souls, not Dark Souls, Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, sorry, sort of simulated that little bit of, because I think their their world was a lot harder to interconnect. They probably realized yeah, I agree. that way to approach it. But uh, yeah, that's the, uh, I mean, I, I definitely think that it does lose a little bit not having that sort of connected world. I mean, you can sort of run yeah. through from, uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's been a long time since actually, I, this is obviously diving to deeper territory, but I haven't played all that much yeah. just yet. But I know that in the first world, I'm pretty sure you can run from the start all the way to the end without having to go through the different levels and things like that. Oh, okay. Um, I believe that's true. I don't know if it's true for any of the others, so I haven't actually tested that yet. But again, I haven't played all that much so far. But before we and, go in... Yep, <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. Go on. No, go for it. I was just going to say, do you want to dive into talking about what you've played so far or have you got something else first? I was just going to dive into our overall impressions and then dive into what we're playing. Yeah, sure. So overall impressions of the PS5. Um, I mean, it first, I mean, the first impression that most people were aware of is that the thing is massive. Yeah, Console you, don't is really, huge. you don't quite grasp, like, you know, it's meant to be big. I even like had a measuring tape out measuring how big it was and i'm like, oh, like yeah. is it gonna fit yeah. and then you actually get it out and you're like yeah this thing's really big <laughs> yeah and i think that for some people they're probably going to struggle to fit it into their entertainment unit depending on what they've bought um and how much room they've got so this thing is not designed to be subtle in any way yeah not at all i think it would have gotten away with it a lot more if it had been black <laughs> It probably would have. I mean, they clearly didn't want that. They wanted a striking look. For better or worse, they have achieved it. Um, what do you think of the controller? So, so far with what I've played, I like I like the... I think the triggers are a cool idea. They um, are. How much that gets taken in and actually used will be interesting to see if it's yes. something that'll end up being forgotten. Um the other thing is that to me it makes me almost feel like they're more likely to break as well with the fact that you're constantly sort of getting resistance with these triggers yeah funnily i've had the same thought um the slightly bigger profile i think is a bit less comfortable in games like demon souls because you you end up and i was reading about this as well like a lot of people made a good point about it, is when you play a game like dark souls or demon souls etc you almost start forming a bit of a claw grip on the controller as you're holding sprint whilst moving around things like that you're not using your typical uh sort of yeah, hand placement on the controller so yeah well it'll be interesting to see i mean it might might just mean that uh some buttons are shifted around, things like that, but it's not a huge deal. Other other than that, I think the controller is uh, quite impressive. I'm, I'm glad to see yeah. that they are doing some, some different things. The the yeah. whole uh, spacing between R1 and R2, etc., didn't really phase me. I heard, saw a lot of people give that a little me bit neither. of feedback. Didn't really phase me, but again, uh, I haven't been playing all that much. Just again, I've been uh, recovering from, from some pretty dodgy wrists, so I've been yeah. biding my time quite a bit. But I have probably played the first, uh, I'd want to say, hour of of Spider-Man. I've probably played about two, two to three hours of NBA and probably about one hour of Demon Souls so far. Yep, but it's pretty good balance. What I'd say of the of the controller, just to back up something you mentioned, I'm wondering how much it's going to be used as well. And I would definitely say that of the games I've played, Astro, <laughs> Astro's Playhouse or I think Playroom, whichever one yeah, it's Playroom. called. Yeah, Playroom. Um, Playroom uses it incredibly well and i just wonder how many other games will come even close to that level or whether well, it 
know. That's the thing when it starts, when Astro Playroom actually starts off, it literally just says that it's a showcase for the controller. Yeah, so, and but but I love that. I think it was a good idea. Oh, definitely. Um, it shows like, oh, wow, there's a lot of potential and it really draws you in when it does it well. Now we'll just have to see how many others can kind of hit that level or, or even go past it. Maybe, you never know. I mean, it's yeah, pretty impressive that this was their first try. Or everyone, or everyone else just goes back to the standard just rumble <laughs> exactly this is what we don't know yet um so which game do you want to talk about first so Should i we guess we'll, spider-man we may as well because i think that's the one you spent probably the most time in oh actually i'm not so sure about that yeah, okay. um but i have spent quite a bit of time in spider-man um first impressions i mean i swapped between as you would have swapped between the you know fidelity mode and the performance mode um and it is really nice to see the game in 60 frames. I've mostly kept it on fidelity because it doesn't really bother me that much mm-hmm. to have it on lower. On the other hand, I don't see an enormous leap in, in graphical quality between the two in most scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like sometimes you're inside a building and there's tons of reflections and that's when you really see the difference. Um, but overall, they, you know, they're both nice looking games. They're clearly, to me, they, they, do, they, they clearly do more than what my base model PS4 could. Nor do I think that it is like leaps and bounds in front of it. Yes, um, so I was about to say like I, from everything that I've played, I don't think that I couldn't be playing that on my PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um, yeah, there may be some of the lighting and reflection things that obviously may not have been processed, but you know, some of the reflection things—they're not really the things I'm noticing that much. Well, that's the thing. You don't in moment to moment. It's more when you stop, which a lot of the time you don't do because you're swinging around really fast. Yeah, like um, if I wanted to stop every every game every so often and take a photo and use photo mode and things like that, yeah. then I'd probably notice it a bit more, but that's not really what I'm doing. So, <laughs> what, what I notice is the quality of the animation. And of course, that's the same across both consoles. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, uh, what I think it is is a very solid game, which is what really matters. Yep. Whether definitely. it's a PS5 showcase is another matter because we're very early on. Yeah, and we're and both of us have always preferred gameplay over graphics anyway. Definitely, yeah, definitely. But, uh, what yeah, so... What are on NBA, though? Uh, to be honest, uh, like... It's probably, when you get down to it, I, I think some of the new animations and graphics and loading times and things like that i feel like that's probably the biggest jump yeah graphically for me it's like uh seeing the way things i don't know i haven't i haven't played an nba in two years so maybe they've come with some bounds but like the way that things string together a lot easier and again that that game always just sells me on how good it does its presentation most of the time like no 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 game does commentary no like that and they've like, completely re-recorded it for the new uh the next gen versions yeah which is crazy because the thing is like games have been doing commentary sports games have been doing commentary for years and years and years now that yeah. it sounds as natural as what happens on nba and i definitely agree i mean yeah i haven't played them a, a huge amount of games yet but you know i'm not it seems like there's a whole lot less repetition in what they say. Even if I do the exact same thing, like if I, if I, let's say I steal the ball, run up and slam dunk it. Like yep. something like that would be something that in like, let's say a FIFA or probably or something probably has maybe one or two variations. Yeah. Whereas I could probably do that about 20 times in NBA and maybe hear this, the same one piece of the, the argument there. 
once out of those yeah, three I, times. I, I was about to say, I pretty much agree. There's like a couple of lines I've seen, noticed uh, repeating, but we're talking across several matches. And in FIFA, sometimes you hear the same line repeated in the same game. <laughs> probably, in, probably in the same several seconds sometimes. <laughs> same sequence. I mean, yeah, it, it's a huge leap. Um, graphically, there are new animations in there, as you said, and it really does help. It's still not perfect. No. Uh, and no one really expected perfect. You still see arms and hands, clips through players' bodies at times. Oh, yeah. Um, passing strangely is something that they still kind of can't quite get right where like the ball will sometimes teleport a little bit into players hands Um, and you could probably argue that sometimes these things stand out a little bit more when everything else around it looks so good Hmm. Um, so you know they're coming along uh, and I'm sure you know as as their first effort on the on the next gen consoles it's it's a pretty impressive game and I completely agree with your overarching statement that the load times makes the biggest difference um, yeah, definitely. Traditionally, that. yeah, the NBA games had long load times, to be honest, before every match. I remember them well. The biggest so, things about NBA on like the PS4s and stuff was you waited like two minutes to get into the main menu and then you had to wait. That's for, true. You had to wait for like a pop-up window for 30 seconds. You dismissed the pop-up window. You said you wanted to go to your career. You then <laughs> start loading the career, which takes another minute or so. You get to the main screen. You say you want to start the game. That's another minute. Yeah. What's quite funny is that in the past, they used that 2K TV as like something to entertain you while the game loaded. Now you don't have any reason to watch it unless you choose to watch it because there just basically is no load times. Yeah, it's one of those crazy things where you you didn't know you didn't really see the impact of it, and I guess it, you accepted it. You were so used to it, exactly. And you sort of like, oh, okay, it has to load all this stuff in. Like you, you think of like, oh, okay, well, it's going to play an entire NBA game for me without doing loading. So I, you know, I can wait like a minute or so. I think you made a good point once before, though, where you said like there were games you'd sometimes think about playing, and you were like, oh, it's going to take me a few minutes to get started. Maybe I can't be bothered, and. That's just not, that looks like that's not really going to be a thing anymore, which is pretty amazing to think about. Like, if you want to get in, you'll be in and, you know, up and running in NBA. I mean, I don't know, somewhere around 30 seconds from the main. And that's likely why I've probably played as many games as I have. Like, I may have played a bit of Demon Souls and died and just thought, oh, well, and I ejected the CD. It almost took me longer to take the CD out, put the CD back in the box, put, get the new one, put that in. Um, it was longer than actually having to wait to play it. I hadn't thought about this before, but that will increasingly make digital games um, a more compelling proposition. It, it, it definitely will. And that's the sort of thing where like, especially as like the hard drive technology gets cheaper when I'm sure there, yeah. when I'm sure in let's say 2023, probably announced in 2022, the new PS5 Pro, um, if it has, you know, all right, well, you've got your disk edition, which is two gig storage rather than 600 and something, or a digital-only PS5 Pro, and it's got five gigs of storage for the same price. You've made yeah. a compelling argument to me, to me, for me to sell my my my, my yeah. uh, physical games because there really it, is it that, that place. The the amount of speed you can go in and out of games is like, I mean, again, like, I mean, I know even on like the pcs and the high-end pcs you've still got a fair bit of like a loading but probably getting a lot a lot more closer to yeah. having that sort of instant action in in games and things like that that a lot of people and I guess we'll know, used to yeah we'll we'll know by then whether um the playstation store has become like obviously their sales are really good their prices for new games weren't so much compared to traditional retail 
but in a few years time maybe they'll have changed that um you know they might they might try and price a bit more aggressively compared to the the general market and if they do that would be enough i think to convert people to the digital side yeah so definitely. We'll see what sony does so we shall see so yes yeah, so overall impressions of the console itself i mean i found it a little bit unintuitive that they changed if holding the playstation button yeah. to do something different like i was like i, I agree why'd you change this like i i would have preferred that the tap menu was the whole menu because that was similar to what it was before i um, completely agree again i'm sure after uh, i'm sure after some thorough use i'll just be totally used to it and i've forgotten the old way like with many things but it just seemed like it i don't know like a, a bit of a weird change for, for change sake but i think because it's sort of tied into that whole card menu thing and yeah and that they probably don't want you to have to hold the button for a few seconds they want you to just tap it what i did think was interesting was that the controller size seems bigger and when you when you well, it is bigger, sorry. But when you boil it down to mm. and look at it, it looks like the reason it's bigger is because there's a larger touchpad, <laughs> which, again, <laughs> we, know, we know how much that was used. Um, and, again, if you look at any game that's currently being released that isn't Astro's Playroom, it's used for the exact same purpose. So I, yeah, it's basically still, a map screen. <laughs> it still boggles my mind why they have that button there. Like, I don't... Yeah. I just don't understand it. You would have been better off adding an additional button somewhere, like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll see whether they've got some plans in store, but you have to wonder because it's not even actually in the um, most convenient location for you to use it as like a, ga- a key gameplay device. Yeah, and I mean, like um, for Demon Souls, you use it the same way that Dark Souls and everything used it. You can access yeah. your emotes or drop a message. In Spider-Man, it's the map button. In NBA, it's I don't even know what it does in NBA. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither do I actually. Don't think um, I'm impressed. It. Um, it's probably yeah. something really important, but no. It's- <laughs> <laughs> the shoot <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm never impressed <laughs> so yeah look overall um i think we're enjoying it i should also say you haven't mentioned demon souls yet shamefully i haven't yet played demon souls um i will do so shortly but i just just had most of my time taken up with the first two so far i've heard good things um as you said it's not the longest game in the series by a long shot but people are still really enjoying it from what i've heard Oh, definitely, and yeah, there's no doubt that it was definitely very faithfully recreated. They did add some small quality of life things in there. A lot of people yeah. have commented that they wish that they did uh, add in a possibly a little bit of information on world tendency and things like that. Yeah. Um, they like they were saying like uh, because items in Demon Souls actually have a weight to them, and you actually have a limit on the amount you can carry. So not only is there a weight limit, but there's actually the amount you can carry limit. So back in the original Demon Souls, if your bag essentially was full, uh, it just didn't let you pick up the item. It didn't send it to a box or anything. Whereas mm, now it does. It allows you to send it to Stockpile Thomas, who is essentially your bag buddy. <laughs> Stockpile Thomas. Yeah, so he's like a character it. that literally exists in the game to hold your gear when you're not in the world. So essentially you just give him everything that you don't need to take with you rather than because you also cannot sell anything in demon souls oh interesting so there's no ability to sell anything in demon souls so again uh obviously very a bit backwards but um i guess if they did allow that that change they'd definitely drastically be changing the a bit like the uh progression in the game because you would be getting souls a lot quicker than intended um so yeah so there's no selling of of items you essentially everything that you've got you can give to stockpile thomas there's a good reason why his name's stockpile thomas 
because he stockpiles all your wares. But <laughs> good man. Yeah, so that's that's really well, currently where I'm sitting, I, I've beaten the first Archstone. I have thoroughly gone through the sec 2-1 Archstone as well. I did die to the boss because I forgot one of the attacks, but it was literally just because I was getting a bit... Uh, I was two-handing, no-shielding, and uh, missed a dodge and just got one shot, so that's my own fault. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, but, yeah, so overall impression so far is... Uh, very similar to probably where I would have been uh, this time last week and that I'm looking forward to what's next as much as what yeah. I've already got. Like, it's yep. good to know that... Even accepting know, the first wave was was de- was quite good. There's a lot of... Yeah. There's, they're like, there's, there's, there's some good games to enjoy. There, but. There, are some, there are some good games to enjoy there, especially, you know, I, I know one of the biggest disappointments so far around the uh, PS5 piece and the backwards compatibility has been uh, the fact that uh, nearly every game works better on the ps5 except bloodborne <laughs> yeah so that was very uh, that was annoying to read uh i won't it lie was. about that um so we shall see if they ever do anything with that wouldn't who knows i've got my doubts but yeah we'll see what i'm also uh interested to to continue reading about and i haven't really noticed anyone posting about it yet but there's a lot more games that i can't play on my ps5 than they said i couldn't well, they said 1%, and maybe it does technically work out to 1%. I'm well, the sure. problem is they listed the actual games that didn't work. They went out and they put a list in of these are the games that do not work. And when, I opened, true. My, when well, I opened my hmm. PS5, there's a lot more games than that. Like my 2020 Pro Evo, which I wanted to play on my PS5, does not work. It says play on Imagine the 2021 does. That's exactly right. So that that's a little bit annoying. So It is. Yeah, it totally is. So that's, that's so, the, I mean, I actually saw piece. I saw websites praising the the PlayStation's backwards compatibility, and I'm wondering if it's because they set expectations so dire that people were just happy when they realised that for the most part the games would work. But there's no denying the Xbox has done this better. That's correct, and I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Yeah, it's just a bit of an interesting one that uh, there's quite a few games in there that uh, right now just don't seem to be on that list. So we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. It could just be an update that fixes them. It could just be something missing. I don't know. Maybe I literally just, just have to put the disc in, but all the other games seem to say <laughs> everything's fine, and that one just says playable on PS4, so it makes me think a bit differently. Yeah. So we shall yep. see. Other than that, you know, overall impression, like we said, uh, it's a big box. It's a very big, it's a very big, very big <laughs> case. Uh, you know, a bunch of controllers were both... Uh, Lucky enough to get one on launch day, which is nice. Very uh, true. The piece in itself, you know, bundled up. I'm sure once everything comes around and there are new games on there, that'll be uh, something to behold. It's a bit annoying that uh, around 160 gig of my 600 is already taken up by NBA. So obviously that's not going to stay installed for long. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a 120 gigabyte day one update. That's always an interesting one. Yep. But uh, yeah, other than that, that uh, pretty much rounds me out for the week. And obviously we haven't, uh, neither of us have uh, picked up an Xbox Series X right now. I think uh, any of our game reviews that are coming to the Xbox will probably be played to us on the PC, which we've been discussing for quite a while. So I don't think we'll be missing out on anything just on there just yet. But that's... 
that's all. That's everything we can essentially be playing now. But if we're looking for things to, let's say, play in the future. What are you buying? All right, releasing this week, we have Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimates releasing on all platforms, including the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Are you going to pick up Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate? Probably not, but um, that is actually a pretty good title to be releasing this early because there's not many multiplayer games. It's true, and it's got all the DLC and everything in it, you know? You want to play as Rambo, Terminator? You know, get on it. And which, you, which you surely would... I mean, who, who would say no to that? <laughs> and Hyrule Warriors. What is it? Age of Calamity oh, yeah. or something it's called? Yeah, that sounds all right. I didn't even realise it was... That's coming out this week, is it? The 20th of November, so in three days. Yep, that is definitely this week. And uh, did you hear anything about this? Because I did. I didn't because I really couldn't care less. So the demo came out a while ago um, oh, yeah? on the Switch store. People gave it a try and they had a few comments about it. Oh, were they? Uh, and the main comment was that the performance was utterly dreadful. Good. Apparently there are times where the frames drop to single digits. That's what we like. So um, it's got a ways to go. I think people are hoping that the final version is significantly better made because, yeah, they basically said there's many times where it's just unplayable. Not what you expect from something carrying the Zelda name. No. Um, I mean, developed Probably by game, really. Amiga Force and Koei Tecmo. Not quite the uh, juggernauts of the industry, but still. They're not, but, but Nintendo have still given them their, you know, yeah, their right. IP to play with, and they usually would pay a bit of attention. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, reviews will probably come out for that one shortly, so it'll be interesting to yep. uh, see. Um, yes. And... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. That apparently, from what we understand, Age of Calamity, from what I'm currently reading, people are asking how long it would take to beat. So doing the uh, main story and side missions will take around 28 hours to beat. It's lengthy. That's almost almost double your first playthrough of Demon Souls. <laughs> so you know which one. Or maybe they take into account the fact the game moves at yeah, only eight frames a second. So it's just got <laughs> half the frame rate. takes the same amount of time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that works. We'll just go with it. Uh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you're ready for this week's quiz. I definitely am. All right. So this game released in 2003 and was first shown in 2001. So, I think I know it. Is it Mace Griffin Bounty Hunter? No, I'm kidding. It, it is. <laughs> it's the most obscure. <laughs> That's my dream to get something like that one time. It is the fourth installment of a franchise that is still going today. Fourth installment? Okay. Has a Metacritic rating of 87. Solid. Very solid. It is a platform exclusive. previous game in the series was released seven years prior and was criticized so the current the one we're discussing was was criticized by some for a lack of content for a seven year wait this game came out in 2003 that's correct okay is the first game in the series to use 3d polygons for its characters interesting it is the only game in the series that features cooperative gameplay. 
This is obviously meant to be a big hint, but I'm nowhere near. It is one of only eight games to utilize the GameCube broadband adapter. Ooh. Uh, um, okay, wait, wait, wait. 2003. This isn't that Final Fantasy one, is it? No, it is not. This is not Fantasy Star Online. It is not. Using the broadband adapter. Yeah, gee, that, that really narrows it down, but I just can't think of it yet. Okay, let's get going. And your final clue. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it is the second best GameCube selling game of all time. Second best GameCube. Um, wait, seven years. 1996 would have been Mario Kart on the 64. It's not Mario Kart, is it? Yes, it is. Mario Kart Double Gee. Dash. There you go. There you go. I'll, I'll count that. I know it took me every clue. Um, and I have to say, I never actually played Double Dash. I know that it allowed you to have like two characters or something on your cart. That's correct. That was the cooperative element. You could have uh, your second player be the second player in the cart. Just like using the items. Yep. Interesting. It doesn't seem enthralling. However, I think I know that this game was really popular. Like not beyond just the sales. I think it's still popular now. A lot of people still uh, rate it as the best Mario Kart. Yeah, that's a huge call. It is. It's a huge call. Hmm. It, is a, it, it is a divisive one because like you've said, it, uh, it can be played quite normally as a normal Mario Kart or you can play the modes where you can have a second player be on the back and uh, in... I believe they have a little bit more they can control, such as I think they can aid the boosting and things like that. Uh, um, okay. I know that in the battle mode, and this is a little bit of trivia as well, in the battle mode, they can do a special swiping thing and actually steal a balloon from someone. So you can get a balloon back. Okay, there you go. I mean... Um, so, so that is where the GameCube sounds- broadband adapter comes into play because you can actually have... It. And from what I was reading, it said it only allowed... Land play with the broadband adapter, which I think I was like, that doesn't really make sense. But apparently, it's not ideal, the, but it wouldn't broad- surprise me. And they said if you connected eight game cubes up, you could have sixteen players. I was like, well, if you had eight people around connecting sixteen, uh, eight game cubes, and you'd probably need what eight TVs as well, you're doing pretty well to have a pretty decent I land th- party. I th- you deserve to have those sixteen players <laughs> together. So you, you'd probably you'd deserve to own Nintendo. That, that's probably. <laughs> Yeah, that, that takes serious dedication. But I think Double Dash was actually maybe the first of all the Mario Karts started introducing like the different cars swapping and all that stuff as well. Yes, it was. Um, I think it was. And then, of course, that's pretty much stayed in all of them since. Yeah, so there was a 21 customizable carts. There we go. Uh, it was a very basic customization compared to where they are today. Yeah, but, oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was uh, obviously the next one on for that was the Mario Kart Wii, which introduced the motorbikes and the probably my most despised of all the Mario Karts. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I just hated that Mario Kart. If you if you basically just touched the grass or touched the wall, you basically oh, came you to an absolute dead. dead stop. Even if you were going at the absolute speed of sound, the slightest, you basically could just sniff the wall and you would like dead stop and take a full few seconds to even start accelerating again. Which so, is too punishing for a Mario and Kart And the big game, problem obviously. was it was, the, it was obviously the game that expanded the Mario Kart Grand Prix from 8 to 12. So putting more people oh, in there. Oh, that's right. I remember that. 
It's putting more. It was just chaos with the items. It was just non-stop, and it just to me was just not fun at all. Like trying to play like 150 CC um, with 11 people all throwing stuff, bumping you into the wall, then dead stopping, and the crazy rubber banding like most Mario Karts. But when there's 11 people rubber banding instead of seven, it's slightly oh, yeah. harder to contend with, especially when again uh, you may have due to the fact that obviously the motorbikes were way harder to turn and everything with didn't didn't phase the computers obviously so if you wanted if you weren't as quite good with the uh, actual uh, bikes you would have the computers using the bikes which were a lot faster and a lot harder to control but being the computer they of course didn't go off the track <laughs> that is definitely true so it was uh yeah it was one of the most fr- i it's, it, honestly, it's the only Mario Kart I've ever played that I just actively disliked. I was like, nope, this is just no good. There you go. Big call. It is. I'd actually be very interested to see if they do something with Mario Kart on the Switch. Just because, again, they didn't... Whilst they added Beyond the remote ton- control game. <laughs> well, yeah, they added a tiny bit to Mario Kart 8, which is a phenomenal game. Like, I adored yeah, it on it the is. Wii U. I remember saying it was probably my favorite Mario Kart. It was just really yeah. polished, really slick. It was fantastic to play. And they re-released it on the Switch, made made it even better with some additional pieces. But I wonder if they will just leave that alone until their next system or they will do something a little bit left of field, almost like a double dash or something I in, mean, something new to the Mario Kart series. Who knows? Knowing Nintendo, I wouldn't feel, pass them. But I mean, if yeah. they feel that the sales, I think Mario Kart 8 is, is one of the absolute top selling games on the switch it's somewhere in the top two i think yeah wouldn't uh, maybe me. even the top may even be the top so here we go oh, animal crossing maybe is top now actually probably i'd say so but it's it's right up there so yeah i, I wouldn't put it past them if they feel like there's enough to justify a new, a new entry um i'm sure the sales will be there to support it well and truly yeah it's it's one of those games that's just done incredibly well i mean it even had dlc on the switch as well like the zelda right, yeah. stuff and some tracks the f-zero and yeah so it was interesting um yeah but yeah i mean always do love a good mario kart especially it was one of the uh, few games on the switch that actually works quite well online <laughs> so there's not many it's yeah. a select crowd which is a it's a weird <laughs> thing but that's nintendo for you it certainly is and with that i think we have the end of episode 34.